You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Good day and welcome to Wall Daily. I'm Ryan Hold, your host today, and I want to talk to you today about an article written by William Graham Sumner called The Forgotten Man. It was written in 1883, and it has a lot of... um, influence in uh, classical liberalism, uh, especially during the late 1800s and early 1900s. A little bit of history on on William Graham Sumner. He taught social sciences at Yale, and while there, he held the nation's first professorship in sociology. So he's like one of the fathers of sociology, one of the founding fathers. He was one of the most influential teachers at Yale or any other major school. Uh, he wrote widely about the social sciences with numerous books and essays, American history, economic history, political theory, sociology, and anthropology. He was very anti-imperialist, anti-war, and laissez-faire uh, economy. Um, now, what he did with this article is really put down to words some things that when I first encountered this, okay, so when I was just learning about libertarianism back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, um, I was trying to formulate a lot of thoughts in my head. And one of the things I wanted to try and figure out is kind of explaining the force behind government and how that doesn't translate well into um, a welfare type of environment, right? So I came up with this narrative where our welfare system is like you have three people sitting in a park eating lunch. A homeless man comes up, asks for uh, some help. The first person and the second person agree to give the guy $5 each. They look to the third person and say, hey, you need to give $5 too. Now, that third person has a reason why he can't. He's got to, uh, he's only got $5 on him and he's wanting to spend it for medicine for his family or some other reason like that. And he declines. Well, what our welfare system does is if two people who agreed to give the $5 each to the homeless man, then go over to the third person, hold him down, beat him up, and take the $5 from him and give $15 to the homeless man. Now, uh, William Graham Sumner wrote a little more eloquently about this than that um, explanation that I gave. So what he says is that in this article, he says, as soon as A observes something which seems to him to be wrong, from which X is suffering, A talks it over with B, and A and B then propose to get a law passed to remedy the evil and help X. Right? Now, those two people could easily just help X without creating a law. They're, they're, the reason they're creating a law is not to propose what they will do, which they will already freely do anyway. What they propose is what C will do. C is the forgotten man. He's the one that, um, and, and he's considered the man who is never thought of. He's the victim of the reformer, the social speculator and philanthropist, right? And most of the times that forgotten man, that person C, who is being forced to do something that they might do on their own anyway, uh, freely, uh, but they're being forced to do it. Uh, that person is usually um, a quiet individual who just wants to go about his life and do his thing, 
he wants to help when he can. And um, as, as we see throughout history and as we see recently too, and when there's a major catastrophe or a big issue that comes up, we all pitch in. We all send money. We all help out. Uh, 900 numbers are set up and donations are given. Texting donations now is a big thing. We, we're always willing to help and give people uh, help when we, when we realize they need it. But sometimes we don't know about it. And sometimes people fall through the cracks. And that's kind of the goal of most of the the people on the left who want to use government to fix those problems. The problem is when they do that, they're using force to do that. They're not allowing people to help of their own free will. Now, what happens when you do that, right? Here's the question I have is when someone is forced to help another person against their will, it creates a resentment. It turns what would be a positive experience people freely coming together to help their fellow man, which if you've ever been involved in that and you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. It's a very positive, great feeling because you're, you're tapping into your empathy and it drives, you know, serotonin levels and everything else. But we feel good about doing this. The negative experience is when you're forced at gunpoint to help somebody against your will even though you may have wanted to help them to begin anyway. Like you, you don't think that the person is a horrible person or shouldn't get help, but you might be in a condition situation where you're in trouble too. And you can't really feel like you could give help at that point, And you're being forced to, you're putting a gun to your head and now you're feeling resentment against those people who are taking the money and to those people who are receiving it. And it's undue resentment. It shouldn't happen. We shouldn't be forcing people to help one another, it's a natural condition of human can, human state. Um, so, what this article does is really lay out a great explanation of the type of person that is being uh, forgotten about in society uh, when everybody wants to try and help the downtrodden or the poor or the sick or the injured and I think we all want to do that. We all want to help, but it really creates a negative conflict inside society when those um, that negative experience comes up. So now we have conflict uh, between different classes of people, different um, the the people who don't have what they need and the people who are just getting by and the people who are well off, why can't they help? It just creates all of this animosity and hate and vitriol between each other that if we just took this out of the realm of government and give it to um, organizations, nonprofit organizations that could take money from people and then disperse that money to the people who need it, I think we'd be a lot better off. There would be a lot less of that feeling of angst and anger and resentment going on um, in society, right? The class warfare wouldn't exist anymore. We'd still be helping the people we need to help. Um, now, the problem you have is that you have the the social reformer, the person, the, the progressives, the, the people who just want to help. What, what's going on in their head is that in times of, of distress or when you see people that's hurting, you want to feel like you've accomplished something, you've done something, 
to help them. Right. And sometimes just giving a few bucks isn't enough. You're, you're like, okay, here's 10 bucks is all I can do, but you want to help more. You want to make sure that their problem is resolved. And that's really what we get into trouble with when we start making laws to fix the problem because we think that we're actually accomplishing something to help those people. But here's the problem is most times you're not helping them. You're helping, you're letting them get by for a little while. Um, at the expense of the other people in society who then you put closer to that position where they may need help themselves uh, because you're doing it against their will or when they can decide when to help and when not to help. And you're not really helping those people get out of that situation. You're just helping them manage by in that situation. So one of the big things I've always been a, a proponent of and worked hard on is trying to make sure that mentorship happens throughout the country. I think we would find a lot better success if everybody were to find one person who needs some assistance, who has a hard time, who wants to get out of the situation they're in, but just don't know how and help them, teach them, work with them, mentor them. Now we, we can use the old phrase, uh, you give a man a fish he eats for a day, you teach him to fish, and he can feed himself for his lifetime. And that's really what we have is we have so many people now who have gotten into those holes, have been unable to get out of it because the way the system works, it just doesn't help them move on and get out of those dire straits. And the only thing that's really going to help is stop worrying about the rich people not paying enough or the poor people not getting the right help. It's, it's making sure that we focus on what's going to work to help them uh, become better stewards of, of society, to get them out of those holes, to get, let them be self-sufficient. Now, I think a lot of times there's politicians who aren't worried about that. They don't want those people to be self-sufficient because if they're self-sufficient, then they don't need them anymore. And that's where the power comes in. You have power in government because government is the only entity that exists, only organization that exists that can use force against another people legally. That's what a law is. A law is just the, the people agreeing to give the government the ability to use force against someone who has broken whatever rule they put together. If if we all were just agreeing that we need to do certain things, we wouldn't need laws to do them. Right. Um, so that's really the only thing you're doing when you vote for a law is that you're enacting a force from the government onto people who have chosen not to follow whatever rule that is. And that seems really not good to me. I it's, that's just a horrible feeling that you think you have to put a gun to your head. If you're not willing to go to your neighbor's house and put actually put a gun to his head and make him do something, you shouldn't be going down and voting to give the government the power to send people over to his house and make him do that. Right? I mean, you could say, well, I, you know, I, that's not right for me to go over there. But if we all agree and make a law, then that's okay. Really? Is it? Because it's the same a thing, only you're washing your hands of it. You're, you're absolving yourself from the, uh, the actual confrontation. You're hiding yourself away. And 
All of these things really have negative impacts in society. All of these inner fighting, these um, the negative experiences, the uh, strife that gets created, it permeates. It creates discord, um, disharmony. We we start looking at each other in a different way than if we were being good stewards and helping each other of our own free will, of our own volition. But herein lies the problem, and herein lies the solution that I think libertarians are best suited for um, overcoming. And that is that people are readily readily believing that their fellow man is not as good as they are, is not as caring as they are. There's there's people out there who are selfish and who hoard all their money, and those people need to be the ones we go after. This is what these law, who are these laws are for, and everything. And they're really not. They're really uh, more to tell the person who's on the edge and can't, you know, has has something come up in their lives and they need to uh, take care of it that month. Uh, and they don't have the money right then to help, but they can help next month, and they'll help again next month if they if they do. But they're just given no leeway. They're not given a choice. They're told, no, you have to first give your money to other people, and then you can take care of yourself. And that's the mindset I think that really causes a lot of the problems. But because of this mindset that um, we need to have these laws because there's so many bad people out there, we need to prove to society that this is the right solution. And we can talk and we can debate and we can philosophize about it. But what's really going to help is actual action being taken, things being done, fixing the problems beyond what the government is doing to show that these solutions really work instead of the government solutions that don't. Right. So we need more people out there. Uh, if you believe that this is the right way to go, do it by proving. Help your fellow man whenever you can. Start mentoring programs. Start charities. Start organizations. Work together um, and replace the welfare system we have in this country with a functional, helpful society. Uh, that's doing it voluntarily because we don't need the government to tell us or give us the okay to do that. We can do that now ourselves. We can go above and beyond if we really believe in what we're trying to do and prove that we don't need the welfare system anymore because we're taking care of it on our own. So take this as a challenge. Take this as a call to action. Help people the right way. A great example is during the shutdown, the Libertarian Party went out and was cleaning the uh, the parks, right? So we had Libertarian members uh, at several different parks all across the country, the national parks, going in and cleaning up the parks because they weren't getting cleaned because the, the government was shut down. And to the point where the government actually came in and told them they couldn't do that at some of them, which is a little frustrating and highly uh, funny in a way. but. Um, but they were going out and doing something and that's has more impact than sitting on a podcast and talking, uh, philosophizing, uh, running candidates, all that stuff, actual action works. And that's where I think we should be focusing our efforts on. And 
I will leave you with that. I will uh, say that if you want to read this article, uh, The Forgotten Man by William Graham Sumner, you can do so at the Online Library of Liberty. I have uh, a, a link in the show notes for that. And do some research, look at things, talk to other people, figure out ways to really help uh, get us off of this uh, government-controlled system that we have now and move to a voluntary good solution. And with that, I thank you for your time today. Um, if you have any uh, questions or any comments you want to make, please feel free to contact us at uh, editor at weirdlibertarians.com, uh, Facebook, social media, uh, Discord, Patreon, all these different places you can contact us. Uh, Instagram, we have a uh, We Are Libertarians Instagram. So reach out to us, talk to us, let us know your thoughts, and let's let's move forward and get some things done. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>